What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Grant Cohn Joint Podcast production. I'm Rob. He's Grant. What's going on, sir? Sorry, everyone, that we're two minutes late. We had to take the cartridge out of the Nintendo, blow on it once or twice, and put it back in. That always works. Yeah, Wi-Fi says bets are open, plus five. Grant will be late. Hurry, hurry. I can promise you, Grant was there on time. It was a technical issue, but you were in the studio. So I just want to make that known for everybody. Uh, Before we get started, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. And please, we have YouTube channel memberships now. Please sign up to be a member of the Gold Standard YouTube channel. $2.99 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. So please, please, please support the show. All right, Grant. Things have gotten interesting here all of a sudden this week. And it's all thanks to Ian Rappaport. Because he went on the Pat McAfee show. And he said that the 49ers have pushed back against him saying that Sam Darnold is going to be the presumptive starting quarterback while Brock is out. What was your reaction when you first heard that? It's so much drama. Like, to me, um, Ian Rappaport, when he said that he thought Sam Darnold was going to be the starter, he said it at the annual owners meetings when John and Kyle were there. And then he said it again after the draft when they didn't trade Trey Lance. They said it again. And so to me, Ian Rappaport, just like Matt Mayoko, they're not in the educated guest business like you and I are. We like making educated guesses because we're smart and we're not as connected as them. They just text people. They have everyone's phone number. So when he was saying all this stuff about Darnold, to me, he was hearing it from the 49ers and they weren't against him saying it. They just didn't want to say it themselves. And then they didn't trade Trey Lance. And now they're like, well... One, Trey's going to be here a while, and two, we still want to trade him, so let's stop that and try to reel it back in. And so now Ian Rappaport sort of takes one for the team and makes it seem like he was talking out of his butt, and now he got corrected when really probably the Niners kind of changed their narrative, and he's like, all right, I'll say what you want me to say, but you owe me. Well, think about it, because he said it at the owners' meetings on March 28th, like you said, and then he said it again at the draft. What happened in between those two things? April 19th, is the story of the Niners taking calls on Trey Lance. Who broke that story? Oh, that's right. Ian Rappaport. <laughs> so if the 49ers pushed back on March, in March, why are they then giving the story to Ian Rappaport? And yes, that absolutely came from the 49ers side. So when exactly did they push back? Not until after the draft when Trey Lance wasn't traded. So to me, I agree completely with what you're saying. The Niners are changing their story on Rappaport, and he had to take one for the team. Yeah, and, you know, that's just how it is. He's not like an investigative reporter. I don't think any of these guys are investigative reporters breaking stories the teams don't want broken. They're mouthpieces. They're mouthpieces. They say the stuff the team doesn't want to say publicly, and in return, they get all the scoops. So they can't really be mad when the team makes them look like they don't know because they're going to get, you know, it's going to be all taken care of down the road. That's why three people break news in the NFL. Okay, three. <laughs> Two well, and a half, if we're being generous. Here's I'm what I'm going to do. Just keep an eye on who breaks the Nick Bosa contract story. Mm-hmm. If it's Ian Rappaport, like, I would not be shocked at all. Let me just say that. Doesn't he seem like the designated newsbreaker for the 49ers, Ian? I don't know. Ian Jed Curtis- likes him. Or it's always the it. national guys. It's always yes. the national guys. It's and the so, league guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not ESPN. It's basically people who work f- with them for them. It's and it's yeah. 
I mean, look, I've but here's the, my- here's the rub, right? And the reason this is so easy easy to see is the Niners tried this with Jimmy Garoppolo. They tried the pump and dump with Jimmy Garoppolo. And the thing is, it failed. Like, they didn't even come close. And they're going to fail with Trey, too. They're not going to trade Trey. They could say, they're going to say stuff like, Trey's having the best off. We've never seen Trey play this well. But they won't say it. They'll leak it. They'll whisper it. And then Tom Pelissero or Mike Silver will be like, I'm hearing, I'm hearing that Trey's looking really good. And it's all an attempt to boost his trade value. No one's going to buy it. No one's going to trade for a quarterback mid, mid-training camp. And then, and then if he plays and plays well, the Niners will just keep him. Like There's, right. there's no trade. He's either going to walk off this team in two years or he'll be the starting quarterback. It's, it's one of those two. That's the weird part about all this. Like, yeah, you, just like Jimmy. Boosts, if he boosts his value enough to have value in a trade, why wouldn't you just keep him then? Because that means he he's would. playing well. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's a bizarre scenario. And the other thing is this, and this is what I keep telling people. If the 49ers want to push back on a story, they can do it publicly. They can do it anytime they want. John Lynch has Twitter. He can tweet it out. They can call a press mm-hmm. conference. They can call any reporter they want and push yeah. back. They don't need Ian Rappaport to reveal when nobody was asking that they pushed back. You know, like he just threw that out there. It wasn't like, hey, the 49ers say it's not true. What do you know? Like he just volunteered it. So if the 49ers really wanted to push back, they'd do it publicly. Also, like, this Sam Darnold speculation was going rampant for like six weeks. And, you know, so Ian Rappaport starts it. The guys who would normally check would be like, let's say Matt Mayoko. He has Kyle Shanahan's number and John Lynch's number. He could text him and be like, hey, is there any mm-hmm. truth to this? And he's the kind of guy who's reported in the past, like Kyle Shanahan says it's BS. But what Matt Mayoko said was, hey, Sam Darnold has the best arm the Niners have ever had. So it just feels like there's a lot of whispering that was going around that maybe the Niners wanted to get out, maybe they didn't want it to get out, but it unintentionally tanked whatever trade value Trey Lance had that they might have were exploring during the draft, and now they're like, you know what, let's just say that we really like him. Yeah, you should have said that the last two years. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Our bad. Once again, but the it's, just, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo playbook, man. It's like, let's just do the same thing we did when we decided we didn't like Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. Like, that didn't work. You ended up getting a comp pick for him, and I think they're essentially going to get a comp pick for Trey in a couple of years. Or he'll be their franchise quarterback, one of the two. Let me play devil's advocate because I know there are Please people do. out there that don't like when we do this. I think Steph Sanchez is one of them specifically that does not Shout like when I try to lead, read the tea leaves. And that's fine. Let's like try to say that everything is good. Let's say, hey, the 49ers saw Trey and Sam working out. And maybe Trey looks a hell of a lot better than Sam. Possible. And so then now they're like, oh, damn, maybe yeah. Trey is better. Is it possible they're pushing back for that reason? I would hope so. That That's the other reason you could say, why is the timing now? Well, they've been in OTAs for a couple of weeks. You've seen them throw side by side. There haven't been team drills. But the thing with Trey is like, I think you don't really need to see him in team drill. You need to see him warming up and throwing. Like, is he missing his target once every 10 throws? Film him in slow motion. Look, look at his mechanics. You know what you're looking for. And he's been working with a different coach than he's been working with the last two not, years. Not that the previous coach was bad, but maybe different methods, different whatever, different results. I don't know. That's the uh, optimistic, uncynical view that they looked at him and they're like, you know what? Hold on. He's made some strides. Possible. Chris Sims Possible. talks about this a lot, about how yeah. when you see guys literally side by side, it's one thing to watch Sam throw and then watch Trey throw separately. But when they're on the field together, side by side, throwing at the same time. Yeah. It's different. It's like it's like when all the uh, bodybuilders go out on stage at the end at the same time for the yeah. pose down. You can immediately look. 
there's the one number seven that's the way he's gonna win like yeah. yeah it's it's easy and so yeah. maybe i would love it if they saw trey they saw sam and they're like damn trey looks a lot better he looks a lot better than sam and so right. let's tell ian to to quiet down a little bit possible because the thing with sam like they talk about him being a great thrower i he's not particularly accurate either look at his career completion percentage just below 60 i mean for, for someone to that Trey Lance needs to compete with, it's a pretty good choice because he has a lot of the same perceived strengths and weaknesses as Trey. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like he's competing with Jimmy, who's like the polar opposite of him and might perform or look better in camp. And one of the things I want to say, I think is interesting. I feel like Niner fans have a complete warped perception of the quarterback position in general because of their defense. Like every mm -hmm. quarterback that comes to town and plays the Niners struggles, except for Patrick Mahomes. So Niner fans, you, you, you mentioned Dak. Oh, he sucks. Gino, <laughs> he sucks. Like Tom Brady technically sucked against the Niners last year. Aaron Rodgers sucks against the Niners all the time. But Niner fans think, oh, Brock Purdy's that guy. He's so great. Okay, what if Brock Purdy was on the, the Seahawks and had to play the Niners? What if he was on the Cowboys and had to play the Niners? Like he would, quote unquote, suck too because he's going right. against the best defense. So that brings me to Trey. Trey played against that defense every day in camp and it didn't go so well. And a lot of people hold that against him. Like it was really rough in camp. Like, yeah, man, he was going against the best defense in the league. Look what Brady looked like in a real game against that defense. And look point. what Jimmy looked like against that defense in camp the year before. It wasn't good. And then when he went out and had a, a typical Jimmy year after that, like it didn't really mean anything. So I think when Trey and Sam are both getting their butts kicked this uh, offseason in camp by this defense, kind of keep it in perspective. That's an interesting point that I hadn't thought of, especially because I have heard a lot of negative things about Trey as a practice player but my pushback has always been i don't see those during the games he's never been as bad as people are telling me he's been in the actual game so maybe you're right maybe it's just like hey this defense is really freaking good especially what Dak prescott looked like again Dak prescott threw 37 touchdown passes two years ago he in his two playoff games against the niners he's put up a, a pass rating of like 63 he freaking sucks against the Niners. but he doesn't <laughs> suck i mean the niners would be i mean lucky to have Dak prescott they could do great things with Dak Prescott, yes, but really the only quarterback who looks good against the Niners defense when it's rolling is Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen, not even Burrow. And that's interesting, too, because Kyle always says he values practice more than games. He said it multiple mm. times, particularly during the preseason. And so if Trey is going out in practice and struggling against the defense, is it skewing Kyle's perception of Trey? Lake? Yes. And then think about this. Everyone loves Brock Purdy right now. He didn't have to go through that trial. He's never had that scrutiny. So wait until he's QB1 and has to do an entire offseason when people are charting his throws against the 49ers defense. It happened to Jimmy. It's not, and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, the, the elbow's messed up. No, it's the Niners defense. <laughs> it's really good. And Brock didn't have to face that yet. It's going to be rough. Jose Batista says, Jose Batista, former Toronto Blue Jay in the in the chat. That'd be pretty Joey sweet. Joey Bats. I wish Kyle would just come out and say Trey's the starter, Sam is QB2 until Purdy's healthy so y'all could just shut up already. Me too. I would like to know that as well. No, John I Mitchell. like the competition, man. But keep 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 Trey working, dude. Keep Trey working. I like John it. Mitchell bring out says, the best in him. Also, the defense knows all the plays. That's a good point, yeah. too. Um, I mean, can you think about it this way? This is what it was going like when Fred Warner's on the field, it's near impossible to throw over. The, it's really hard to throw over the middle. Okay. <laughs> yep. So now you're working the edges, Trey Lance, and you didn't have Debo most of the time. So it's like Brandon Ayuk and Ray Ray McLeod against Emmanuel Mosley and Traverius Ward. That's tough, mm. man. It's Who knows really the plays? hard. And they know the plays. I'm not and trying to make excuses, but what do you expect? 70% completions? What do you expect? I think that's fair, especially when you look at two, like what has Kyle had to evaluate Trey? He's had. Mm -hmm. 
in terms of games versus practice, 90% practice, 10% mm-hmm. game. So Trey hasn't yeah. even had the opportunity to kind of turn that perception around because he hasn't played enough. So, right. so with that, and that means 90% of his perception is him going against the Niners defense in yes. practice. Yes. That's Crazy. actually really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I had him and scout team going against the Niners defense, him right. in training camp going against the Niners defense. Like, yeah, man, that's going to look rough. Look, I remember Tom Brady against that defense. He looked like he was 57 years old. And looked then ter- of- Tua looked like he crapped his pants on the field. <laughs> and think he wanted Brock no part of that. Too, right. Brock comes yeah. in and plays right away because he has to replace yep. Jimmy and he plays yep. well. And then yep. he has a week of practice, and I don't know how Kyle felt about Brock and Pratt. Maybe it was like, mm, I don't know, but then he got in the game. And what did he do in the game again? He played well again in out. the game. So even yeah. if the practice after that was not as good, it's like, well, he's looked pretty good in the game, so let's But Brock you know. didn't have to face a defense anywhere near the Niners' defense until yes. Dallas, and then he put up and, 19 points. And then the next week, he right. couldn't get to the second quarter. So Brock still has a lot to prove. That's, that's a fascinating point. I would yeah. love... I don't know how you get to the bottom of that, um, but I would love to get to the bottom of that because well, really time, time will time will play this out. Like we'll see what happens with Brock because now he's going to have the weight of the world's the weight of the world on his shoulders as QB one. Maybe not this year, yes. but next year for sure. Mark for sure. Salas watching on YouTube. I apologize if I mispronounce your name, Grant. You're actually making sense. What What do you mean, Grant? How about Grant one day out of the Rob? week, baby? <laughs> one day. So you got to get me at nine in the morning to make sense. It's like first there period. We go. Yeah. So. God, that would be so nice. But I disagree with what you said about keep Trey Lance working. Give okay, him the job. Fair enough. Give him yeah. the job. Don't take a single rep away from him. For Sam For Sam Darnold? No. No, no, no. If you want to say have Trey and Brock fight it out, I'm there with you. But not for Sam. Sam hasn't earned. For the sake of Trey's development? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good 100%. point. The only reason I would say that this is good is because of this stupid, clicky, politicky locker room stuff. And I mm-hmm. feel like... If Trey's going to, like, take over the locker room like Brock did, he has to beat out their, like, Sam's their friend. He has to show them all that he's better than Sam because I think a couple of these guys are thinking Sam's better. It's stupid. But <laughs> it's, the, it's the culture that Kyle's created, and I think, I mean, even yesterday, a lot of Niner fans disagree with me on this, but Brock, uh, George Kittle sending Trey a uh, cake for his birthday and saying, dude's turning, birthday boy turning 19. Like again, like he's that's a little little brother dig. Like, dude, you gotta tell him to shut the hell up, like Brock did. <laughs> you know, it, it, in a in a in a forceful way. If you want to be the leader of the team, so I don't know. That's interesting because Kittle was yeah. kind of giving it to Brock, also though. Like, you know, with the T-shirt after the game, and Brock pushed back on that. Brock pushed back. So, yeah. Brock pushed back. Trey, you gotta push back. You gotta maybe push back. he did. I mean, Trey maybe was. Yeah, remember Trey with Rich Eisen talking about, oh, Fred Warner doesn't want the smoke. I he like was, that. That, that was the best he's done so far. Bit. That was good. Yeah. Keep doing that. Yeah. And at this point, like, dude, what do you have to lose? Right? I mean, like, honestly, what? man, you're already on your way yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Put a chip on your shoulder. Act like this team doesn't like you and then kick their kick their butts in practice if you can. I mean, it's not a, it's not an easy. But I mean, you're not going to kick the, the, the Niners butts defense's button in practice, but you could do better than Sam Darnold. It's, right. it's a pretty low bar. You could do better than that. And the thing we're, we're talking about that might be biasing Kyle Shanahan could also be biasing the players against Trey also because they're in the practice and they're like, hey, this guy doesn't, doesn't really look that good. I don't get it. And he yeah. hasn't had a chance to be on the field to play against. Okay, put your friend Sam Darnold on the field against Fred Warner. Let's see how it looks. Okay. Right. Shut up. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> As Brock like Purdy see, would say. I do <clears> want to <throat> see Trey go out there and be like, this is my job. Like. Yeah. He, he probably won't. I'm sure he'll say like, hey, I just want to compete and all that. But I want him to be like, 
This is my job. You guys brought me in here to lead the team, and I'm going to go lead it. And sorry, Sam, I'll help you in any way I can, but you're behind me. The, the line you know starts behind five. You know whose attitude was like that? Steve Young's. Yes. If Steve Young was in this position, it was like him against Steve Bono fighting it out in 1992. <laughs> like Steve wouldn't be that nice about it. Well, but Steve was a lot older at that point. Do you remember when the 49ers drafted Giovanni Carmazzi? Yes. And he was like supposed to be the guy. And Steve Young said, you know, they picked him. I was a little nervous. And then I saw him throw in the first practice and I was like, I ain't got nothing to worry about. He said that. So like that was yeah. his attitude. Yeah. I, I guess he knew what he was looking at. Right. Damn. Giovanni yeah. Carmazzi, third round pick, Hofstra. Yikes. Hofstra, yep. Yikes. He got third wrecked in a preseason, first preseason game, and that was the end of was the it. Gio Carmazzi era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good name, game. though. Giovanni. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. It's nice. Um, <laughs> that's so nice. now, you know what? Now I kind of feel better about the whole quarterback. So you actually made me feel better about something. I had that realization this morning is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, so, because I was thinking about the Dak Prescott, someone that, uh, on Cowboys Twitter was talking about how Dak Prescott doesn't suck, and I was like, no, 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 he does suck. I saw him against the Niners, and I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Doesn't every quarterback that I see against the Niners suck? Brady, Tua, everyone, they all suck except for Mahomes. Like, wait a second. So that's how we're judging Trey, right? Because we haven't seen Brock against this defense, and it, it felt like the the end of the Usual Suspects, where you just drop your coffee, and I'm like, oh. Right. Nice. The best defense makes quarterbacks look bad, of course. Duh. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's going to be important for Trey to ball out against the Raiders defense when they have that joint practice. Correct. Absolutely. Because really two years ago, he had an opportunity to take the job from Jimmy in a joint practice uh, against the Chargers, and he mm -hmm. didn't quite distance himself. He was 21 years old at the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he'll get another opportunity against the Raiders. Raiders. He is younger than all but four quarterbacks that just got drafted last month. Like, think about it. He's been in the league for two years, and he's younger than all but four quarterbacks that were just drafted. That's so think insane. about it. Let's say, let's say he gets buried in the Niners' depth chart by Brock Purdy, and they just shelve him, and he leaves in 2024. He'll still be, like, 24 years old. A team could sign him for nothing and act like they just got a really talented young quarterback on a reclamation project. I mean... He's younger than Sam Donald is. He would be younger than Sam Donald right now. So, like, the whole Trey Lance arc is interesting. Like, the Niners are kind of wasting his time. But event, I, if I were another team, just because I wouldn't trade for him now doesn't mean I wouldn't be interested in, uh, in him in two years. On the yeah, I mean, market. if all he costs yeah. you is money, you might as well take a flyer on him. There's, there's yes. no downside to that. Still That's young. The, the weird yeah. part of this whole thing. No matter what happens, the 49ers are going to have a quarterback question, right? Oh, yeah. Like, if Trey comes in and he's he's – playing good and Brock is healthy all of a sudden what do they do then do they bench Trey do they go with Brock what if they decide to stick with Trey and then it starts to get rocky what kind of a leash does he hit like there are quarterback questions that are going to have to be answered here no matter what How about this though let's say you know Trey plays a little bit this year it's pretty good but then Brock comes back and he plays well and they don't pick up Trey's fifth year option but somehow Trey ends up playing in 2024 and <laughs> doing what Daniel Dimes did right just yep. balling out in a contract year with no fifth-year option, then what do the Niners do? Do you give them $40 million a year? Like They're setting themselves up to give a lot of money to a quarterback who has a good contract year. You know what I mean? I mean, they do that a lot. They, they, kind of like the Jordan Poole situation with the, with the Warriors or the Jimmy Garoppolo right. situation. I'm curious to see if the Niners do that again. Well, and that's something that Vish brought up on Monday, which is like, okay, let's say that they've, whatever, they've decided it's Sam, and he gets in there, and Sam plays well. 
Are you going to re-sign Sam Darnold to a big contract? Because then you don't have the thing you've been saying is the most important thing, which is the young quarterback on a super cheap contract. So again, there's no reason to play Sam Darnold. <laughs> well, they keep changing what they want at quarterback. They said they wanted a super quarterback. Now they want a cheap quarterback. Uh, and the thing is, I feel like Kyle will always push back and be like, I can, I can do this with another quarterback. And John's so like, eager to stop the search and if Sam Darnold plays well for three games he'll probably approach him with a lifetime contract I don't know maybe I'm it feels like Kyle and John are on different ends here Kyle thinks he can win with anyone and Giles like yes. can we please stop the quarterback search so I can retire and be a, an announcer again <laughs> you know damn David Velez says Giovanni Carmazzi is one of the Brady six the six quarterbacks picked before Brady whoopsie doodle yeah I believe he's a sheep herder now and I say that like in seriousness at one point he was like a, a shepherd um but let's go back to that thought that you just had. Is the 49ers thought never pay a quarterback, get a quarterback. No. If we can get a really good one on a super cheap contract, great, but let's just shuffle through them and we'll always build up the roster around them because I can do it with anybody. Cause that's not necessarily the craziest team building strategy I've ever heard. I disagree with it, but I, I could understand Kyle's thinking, I guess. That's not what Jed wanted. said he wanted to do. He, he said at the annual meeting, hopefully one of these three quarterbacks ends up getting a monster contract for me That's one true. day. But from, I mean, from Kyle's perspective, he could always go to Jed and be like, this guy's not worth it. This guy's not worth it. Like Kyle could prolong the search forever. Jed might want to end it. I think John's desperate to end it, but I don't, I don't think Kyle really wants to tie himself down to a quarterback. I mean, he's like a bachelor forever. We've talked about this. I don't think he really, he thinks... He's the secret sauce, and I don't think he wants to get tied down to some egomaniac who makes more than him. He has to make concessions, too. Like, that's his worst nightmare. He just wants a quarterback who will say yes sir, no sir. And I think that's why he liked Kirk Cousins, because even though Kirk Cousins make a million, like $40 million a year, he'll still say yes sir, no sir to the coach. Yes, he will. But then, but yeah. that's the, that was going to be my pushback. If he wants the chief quarterback, then why was Kirk Cousins the plan? Kyle's plan I don't think he been. wants the chief quarterback. He just wants the uh, compliant. Right. quarterback but what you they're know? saying now is we want the cheap quarterback well because they're justifying what they have that they have a quarterback room and not a quarterback they don't have a quarterback right. they have two guys coming off surgeries who have a combined 12 career starts and sam darnold who they're trying to convince people is good and the rest of the league is like let's see it right the rest of the like are they is the rest of the league shaking in their boots at the prospect no. of brock purdy coming back healthy cowboys fans being like are. oh man we don't want to see the niners and sam darnold we don't want to see that Seahawks. Right. I think a lot of everyone on the Niners schedule is hoping Sam Darnold plays. Like that's best case scenario. Everyone playing the and, Niners. And the Niners would be hoping that they were playing against Sam Darnold before oh, he yeah. signed. That's the thing oh, yeah. that's frustrating Absolutely. me about this whole thing. Um mm -hmm. let me He loses games. Yeah, which is he what Jimmy Garoppolo used to do for them. Uh -huh. That that's why yeah. it never made sense to me. It yeah. never made sense. You, like, on the Niners, all you need is a game manager. You can win a lot of games. Sam will lose them games. I, that's why I, I, I'm not, I don't really think he's going to play right away. Like, he doesn't even know the system. He's not that good. They're talking like he's some, uh, some guy you can't hold down. He'll hold himself <laughs> down. Just put him then, on the field. He'll turn the ball over. Like, I just don't see it. At least not early. It's going to take him a while. That's the weird thing. Like, people are like, oh, you're trashing Sam Donald. No, like, we have seen this. This is fact. Like, he is a known commodity. Didn't you college. Know, the Jason turnovers Aponte, were there in college. Yes. And Jason Aponte said it yesterday. You know, coaches and system didn't make him throw all those interceptions. Coaches and system didn't make him fumble the ball 90 times in 56 career games. Like, you yeah. could say he didn't have a good system or a good coach, but, like, those are on him. Also, like, I guess you could look at Brian Dayball, the way he sort of turned 
Daniel Dimes' career around. You know, it was really impressive. But <clears throat> Kyle hasn't shown the ability to do that yet. Like the the court the, the coaches in the league who can have that kind of an effect on a quarterback right now are pr- there's like Dayball, Reed, uh, maybe mm-hmm. whoever was working on Hertz Steichen or whoever you want to give credit Steichen, to. Yeah. I mean, it's like on one hand, and Kyle sees himself that way. I guess as an offensive genius, he should be in that class, but he's yet to prove that he can do that. So. I mean, if Darnold, if Dayball handpicked Darnold and said I could do it again with him, I'd be open minded because he has a track record. But Kyle, I mean, like, this feels like this is going to be another failed experiment from the scheme master. But also, like, Daniel Jones threw for 15 touchdowns last year. Like, we're acting is that like right? he had a great season. Is that right? 15? Yeah. He wow. didn't, he just didn't suck. And I feel like that's the trap that the 49ers okay. fans get into when it comes to quarterback. There's a difference between <clears throat> not sucking, being better than you were. And actually being good. And the holy crap, he threw 15 touchdown passes last year. Yeah. What do you think? I made it Whoa! up. <laughs> no, yeah. He the, he just did so so Dayball turned him into Alex Smith. He he threw five picks. Okay. Right. Fair enough. You, you didn't lose the game anymore. And he ran around a little bit. So he's essentially Alex Smith now. Okay. Even okay. if you factor in his rushing touchdowns, that's still <clears throat> he ran for seven. So you're talking twenty two total touchdowns in seventeen games. Yippee. And then they gave him a, an awful contract, which right. is gonna happen to Sam Darnold. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is going to happen. The Niners are going to tie them down and sells down to Daniel Jones 2.0 because some, he's going to throw like 15 touchdown passes and six. Oh boy. Regardless oh boy. of who starts, oh the boy. standard should not be just get a quarterback that you can win with. That's not what you should be hoping for as a fan. You should be hoping for a great quarterback. Forget the other part of it. The question should be, do you have a great one or not? If the answer is no, Keep looking, regardless of whether it's Trey or Brock or whoever. That's where I come down on the whole thing. And I'll give the Niners credit uh, here. What you don't want to do in the search for a great quarterback is tie yourself down to a mediocre to good one like Jimmy or um, Daniel Daniel Jones. You know what I'm saying? Or Derek Carr. Don't Mm -hmm. do that because that's like a five-year detour where you kid yourself and get in the playoffs and come up short. Don't freaking do that. Like, Keep bringing in guys on one-year deals or rookies and see what they got and keep it pushing. Uh, And that's one thing with Darnold is like it was interesting to bring him in as a reclamation project. Like, There are reasons to believe there's something there, especially because he hasn't been on a team like this before. But you had so much success drafting Brock last year. I'd rather just bring in another rookie even though he doesn't have experience in the NFL and say, well, he's cheaper than Sam Darnold. He's on a longer contract than Sam Darnold. He doesn't have six or seven years of like ghosts that you have to ex like you don't have to exercise the demons like you do with Sam Darnold. (laughs) I would be more interested in that, Uh, but we'll see what happens. They're going to say, well, this guy was the third pick in the draft. He has a more pedigree. Like, he was misdrafted, but okay. So so is the guy that you are exactly right. That's a weird thing. Mr. Bell says Sam will throw to Ayuk even when he shouldn't. That's probably accurate. Um, the other thing going no, on, no, no, today, no, 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 Sam is going to throw to Kittle over and over and over Kittle and McCaffrey, Kittle and McCaffrey, yeah. because they I'll are buying him tickets to the Warriors games. You think he's paying for the, you think <laughs> any of them are paying for tickets? I got to go with no, right? no, but like still, when, I mean, it's like, Hey man, you want to be sitting next to us? You better, Hey, you better throw me the ball. When Clay if you're going to let Kittle decide who the quarterback is, it's going to be de- determined by who throws him the ball. Obviously. I didn't think Kittle got enough flack, by the way, for literally stealing Ray Ray McDonald, uh, Ray Ray McLeod's Clouds. touchdown. That was like, weak. Kittle literally said, "I was specifically coached to cross the field, even if yeah. to clear space, I get open deep to clear space." Yeah. And he just said, yeah. "No, f that, no, f that." Like, he wrote it. He he freelanced. 
And that's my question is like, do you think that's the only time he's ever done it? No, of course not. And it's like you have Trent Williams tipping plays, you know, basically lining up in whatever stance he wants, <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like Debo Samuel, like coming in a little bit overweight, George Kittle running whatever routes he wants. It seems to me if you're like a captain on this team or you happen to be in Cabo for a week at the same time as the coach, you are so, you can sort of do whatever the hell you want. Meanwhile, Brandon Ayuk, who's like got 6% body fat, is just at every single practice tearing it up. Man, if he looks at Kyle sideways, it's like not getting the ball for two quarters, man. I don't get that. And if I were Brandon, I would freaking hate that stuff. I would hate that stuff. Yep. Ooh, like, I would hate that. Is terrible. Yeah, man. Good point yeah. by you. Terradome yeah. says Brock Purdy ranked 12th in the CBS power rankings, which is fourth in the NFC. Respect Jalen Hurts, but would you rather have Brock or Dak or Cousins? I'd rather have Dak easily. By a thousand miles, I'd rather have Dak Prescott than Brock Purdy. It's not even close to me. It's not I mean, I, I'd rather I'd, I'd like I like Brock's contract. I'll say well, that. Yeah. I hate Dak's contract. I hate Kirk's contract. But if it was just like pay him all the same and put him on the like this, not even it's like not even a question. If you put Brock and if you put Brock on the Vikings. Kirk Cousins would start. If you put Brock on the Cowboys, Dak would start. Right. If you put Brock on Seattle, Geno would start. That's just the facts. If you put Geno on the Niners, Geno would start. That's the truth. You're probably right. Uh, Sean says, Niners are overcorrecting from Jimmy Garoppolo by straddling the fence with quarterbacks. Don't want to burn the boat. Could Trey's agent have reached out to Ian Rappaport and posed the question as opposed to the 49ers? That's Trey's agent is Sam's question. agent. Trey's agent is Sam's right. agent. How messed up is that? But when is Trey's side going to weigh in on this? Because isn't Trey represented by Todd France? Or who's he represented by? He's represented like, by Creative uh, Arts CAA, CAA yeah, like, just like Sam. But they don't get shoved around. Like, that's not <laughs> no, a, they don't. you know, they're not a rinky-dink agency. That's CAA. Like, there's heavy hitters there. They're but they're not necessarily going to go to war with the Niners if they if they don't necessarily believe in Lance, If especially if Darnold is going to be the, the consolation prize and they get paid off of him. If one of the two guys is going to get a mega deal, CAA wins one way or another. Yeah, so maybe they stay out of it. Uh, Lance might want to get a different agent. Uh, Who is on his side? We are. Yeah, that's it. Really, The content creators, damn it. We are. Mark, uh, watching on YouTube, says, Nailed it again. Kyle ultimately wants compliancy, no matter the cost. He's using low quarterback costs as an excuse since there are so few high-paid quarterbacks who will comply. Correct. That's why I never, I never, I never uh, bought Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Like that would require Kyle to be to like make compromises, yeah, and meet people in the middle, which I don't think he wants to do. And maybe, maybe, maybe not even meet you. I mean, like with, with Aaron, you got to meet him like a hundred percent of the freaking <laughs> way. Honestly, just turn the team over. He's Kyle's not going to do that. No, he's never going to no. take his hand off the steering wheel. Never. No. And like, I, I kind of get it if you're him, but like, you need to learn that there has to be give and take. There, it doesn't have right. to be. Kyle's in total control or the quarterback's calling all the shots like you you could compromise but I don't know that he's gotten to that point yet because I I like because I always think he thinks he's right Andy Reid strikes that balance with Patrick Mahomes and then you but they would be like well well Kyle doesn't have his Mahomes right because he passed on him because he didn't want him (laughs) right literally because he can't use that excuse didn't want him yeah didn't even look at him not even didn't want him didn't even look to see if he did want him that's the weird part that's even worse if you misevaluate somebody, okay, that happens. But not checking is is the greater sin. The fact that people don't hold that against him is really a testament to his reputation in the league. Because any other coach with any other name, that would be it. There's no coming back from that. But Kyle, people don't even. That's a footnote in his resume. It's wild. It is ridiculous. It's wild. Um, the other story of the day, of course, is the NFL schedule. Comes out tomorrow mm. night. It's a primetime special. It's a whole big thing. The question I wanted to ask you is... 
do you know the schedule right now? You don't have to tell no. us who it is. You don't, no. you don't know the schedule. You haven't seen a God, or anything. I really hate like that type of invest- investigative journalism, like trying to break a story that's going to come out in 30 minutes anyway so I can say right. I was first. Like, let me not waste my day. Sorry, I'm not well, that kind of guy. I would never do that shit. That's literally how the national insiders <laughs> are. They're five-minute heads up. That's all they really and it's, are. And it's like, oh, see, I'm connected. Like, I guess. <laughs> right. I guess. Um, so what? I, wow. Because, like, the schedule leaks. It's Parts of it have already come out. Um, and so a lot of people 13. do know the schedule ahead of time. Yeah, like, we, for instance, one of the stories that leaked about the Niners is they might be facing the Eagles in week 13, in December, right, they are. in Philly. They are. Yeah, week 13. So Very interesting that. week. Well, I mean, it, it got that. leaked. I, I didn't know. But I think what happened is, like, I think the Niners probably know right now, and they probably passed it around. And, and like, so if you're, if, you, if you're a beat writer who really knows someone in there, they might let you see it, but then there's probably conditions about all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't yeah. want to play that game. I don't want to play that game. Like, you think I'm going to censor myself so i could get the schedule 30 minutes before it hell no like i'll just be like everyone else nah if you wanted to could you i wanted to i don't think they like me enough in the niners uh, <laughs> to, to give me it if maddie wanted to yes if matt barrows wanted to yes i believe yeah. so yeah and maybe and I, maybe yes i maybe maybe i just think people don't like me maybe i'm paranoid i don't know no they don't <laughs> like you they, um, it's just <laughs> By the way, You're right. if you were Barrows or Mayoko, that's a that's the correct trade. Like, don't sacrifice anything to get the schedule five minutes early. I wouldn't do that either if I no. were them. No, because honestly, like, the little nuggets that they give the local guys aren't worth it. Like, all the big stories go to Ian, as we've talked about. Right. So there's no reason to, to not have an opinion locally. You should be very opinionated because the national guys aren't for a reason. For a reason. Yeah. Well, let me, let me just get to this. And look, I know you know him personally, so it's different for you. Matt Mayoko? The Mayoko, oh, yeah. Sam Darnold, greatest Woo! thrower ever thing. Yeah. Did you text him and be like, did you really nah. say this? Nah. You haven't contacted I, him since then? Nah, he's entitled to, I say some stupid, not stupid, wild things uh, at times too. I think, what was his logic? Like, he was the third pick in the draft. He got drafted for his arm and Niners haven't had a guy with that kind of pedigree, I guess. Is that what he's coming from? I don't know. Because his clarification Because he was thinking like, article, Lance was sort of drafted for his arm and his legs and the Darnold was just more for his arm and the Niners is like, well, what about Alex Smith was the first pick? I mean, Steve Young, I mean, I, I, I just, Young, I just disagree. Colin yeah. Kaepernick had a crazy arm. Like, didn't he, he do did. I mean, he was drafted as a pitcher. Though, I guess, I mean, <laughs> Maddie's entitled to say whatever he wants. And I love Maddie. Literally love him. But the, what concerns me about this is that I feel like someone in the organization said it and feels it. If, if that's how the organization privately feels about Sam Darnold, heaven help this group. They're never going to find a quarterback. <laughs> They're never going to find one. Isn't it also possible, though, and I think that we can be guilty of this sometimes, of assuming that everyone in the 49ers organization feels exactly the same true. about everything, right? That true. they're a monolith, that they either like Sam Donald or they don't. It's they true. either like Trey Lance or There's they don't. There's agendas. There's yeah, agendas. Yeah, it's possible that Shanahan says, you know what? I'm not quite sold on Brock. I want to look at Sam. I want to look yeah. at Trey. And it's possible John Lynch says, hey, Brock's the guy. I've seen it. I believe. Like, there may not be consensus also remember like there's OTAs going on right now but the media is not there we'll be there in about two weeks so it'd be one thing if we watched you know a few practices and Matt said look man I've been covering this team since 1995 I just gotta say from what I've seen on on with my eyes on the practice field Stu's got the best arm I've seen that'd be one thing because he said something like that a couple years ago about Trey Lance at training camp greatest rookie quarterback he's ever seen and I felt the same way I said he was the best Niners quarterback I've seen on a practice field yet uh, that's how I felt, and I still feel that way. 
he just has to play against a really good defense. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> seeing seeing your quarterbacks in practice. If if Matt had seen, oh yeah, Darnold I mean, like throw. he hasn't seen Darnold yet. So it, to me, this is like you know the team has seen Darnold. He might have heard something and said, "Hey, well, if they're saying it, I can say it too." Sorry, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it just feels point. like the timing is kind of like he hasn't even seen Darnold right. in person yet. None <laughs> of us have seen Darnold in person yet. So how do you say that? Yeah, that would be that's a fair question. Okay, man, yeah. if that's what you believe, that's fine. But are you just basing that on game film or what? Because you're right. Yeah, we haven't right. seen him yet. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bell says Mahomes had a 734-yard game in the Niners' past because they had Jimmy. What <laughs> kills me is that fans still think the front office knows what they're doing. <laughs> They're really flailing, and here's what I love. They have no plan at quarterback, no plan. But if something ever to, were to work out, they'd be like, boom, that's exactly what we thought was going to happen. Like with Brock Purdy, they were like, hey, this is right. the guy. And it's just like he's a total life raft that came out of nowhere. And if Trey Lance <laughs> comes, out of, comes out of nowhere and, and passes Brock, they'll be like, we always believed in this young man, Trey. People thought we didn't like him. I don't know where that came from because we always right. believed in him. Like, right, okay, sure. Look what we've always said nice things about him, even though everything we've done contradicts them. And the other thing that they'll do is – if Brock can't come back and play or if he's just not the same and Trey doesn't work out or they move on from Trey, they'll sign Kirk Cousins next year and say, oh my God. well, this was our plan all along. That's what we Here's wanted something to, to think do about. Here's something to think about. Once Trey Lance is off the team and is final, it will go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history, if not the worst, unless he comes back and plays. If he just sits on the bench and walks in two years, it will go down as the worst trade or one of them in NFL history. And that will follow John Lynch and Kyle forever. But it hasn't gone down yet there's still the possibility that trey plays and, and plays well so if you think about it there's a bit of a ticking clock here you got two years to win a super bowl if you win a super bowl in the next two years no one gives a crap about the trey lance trade you want a super bowl doesn't matter if right. you don't win a super bowl and trey lance walks for nothing get a comp pick and you got to rebuild everyone's going to talk about man you missed your window and you could have had it if you didn't trade for trey if you'd use those picks i mean you'll go it will be so many what-ifs for the rest of your career and that trade will ultimately define your tenure with the 49ers. So it's a very interesting two years. Win the Super Bowl and be defined by that. Or don't and be defined by the worst trade ever. Mm, I don't think so because they've won so many games and they've had playoff success. If they weren't winning, they would get crushed. Because how can you say it's the worst trade of all time when it's, you can argue like it hasn't really hurt us that much? Really? Well, I mean, the, well, we're going, we'll see. We're we'll see. Games, That's my prediction. Going, we'll see. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I have a Niner. feeling that once he's off the once he's off the team, you're going to see a lot of think pieces in the ringer. Does the ringer still exist? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Think pieces. Five hundred word, five thousand words on the worst trade ever. Why did it happen? How did it happen? Maybe I'm wrong. Well, this is what I think is going to happen. By the way, Niner Grandpa says, "Stop running from my live debate, Grant." I don't know what he's talking about, but bring it, bro. There's bring that. it, bro. <laughs> Why can't if... disrespect me, bro? I've always said that. People, when they feel safe, report things. That's when we learn the truth. If Trey comes out this year and he balls out, there's going to be a story that comes out. You don't realize how close Trey Lance was to getting traded. Or yes. it'll be... Seth Wickersham. Right. Or it'll be the opposite. It'll be the Niners would have given away Trey Lance for anything this year, and they didn't get a single offer. And thank God, because look how he's balling out now. But we're going to learn more if Trey Lance plays really well. There'll be one of those stories out there. Look, it seems highly likely to me that he starts week one, unless he freaking stinks it up this offseason. <laughs> it seems highly likely he starts week one. And 
if you look at his starts, they've mostly been early in the season where a lot of players have been injured. If he has a little luck and McCaffrey's healthy, and Kittle got injured in practice before week one last year and missed the first couple of weeks. If Kittle doesn't do that, if McCaffrey's there, if Debo's in shape, he just might win a few games. And if he gets rolling, I mean, look what happened to Brock. It's a really good team. Trey just might not give the, the job away. And really, like, it, let's, say, let's say Trey doesn't start undefeated, but starts 4-2. You really going to bench him at 4-2 for a guy who's had no offseason and right. is coming off a surgery? You really going to do that? I don't think so. I don't think they will either. By the way, Adam Backus, shout out to you. Giving you a little love there, Grant. Love the Thanks, show. Adam. Keep up the good work. Adam, I'm just saying the show's on two YouTube channels. <laughs> you know, just throwing it out there. Adam, um, good choice. Thank you very much. I do want to say thank you very much. <laughs> Usually you don't get generosity like this in uh, early May, but Adam is excited about OTAs, as am I. Thank you. Or just... The other thing is this, too. Trey Lance has always had starts at the beginning of the – well, I shouldn't say always. Last year, of course, he started at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Everybody for the Niners starts slow in it's the true. beginning of the year. It's, it's not just the quarterbacks. It's everybody. I mean, yeah, for multiple, yeah. if you go back really through Kyle's entire tenure, yes. even in 2019, like Jimmy came out week one and was terrible picks, against Tampa Bay, but six. Jameis threw yep. two pick sixes. So right. They that won the absolutely game. right. That's the Nate, truth. It's not just Trey. Mm-mm. And if you look, he started, he's played week one, week two, week four, week five. And week 17. And that's when he balled out. Week 17. And when did he, and yeah, when at, did he look the best? Week yeah. 17. Brock didn't have to do any of that stuff. He just got to play week 13 after the offense had been rolling for about a month and a half, which is nice. And I feel like probably Jimmy and Trey were both watching from the booth being like, lucky little lucky. Could have been in there playing with McCaffrey right now looking good. I bet. He's had to have that thought, right? Like when oh. Brock is balling out. Somewhere in his that. mind, he had to think, Dude, that's that. supposed to be me. Hell yeah, I could do that. I mean, look, he gets so much glory for checking down to Christian McCaffrey. Every time he checks down to Christian McCaffrey, it's a great play. Like, I could do that too. <laughs> I could do that too. No, but I don't want to I don't want to totally minimize Brock Purdy. I had this thought yesterday. One of the things I think is Brock's best trait, and it should be something he has for a long time, is how he plays in the red zone. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Like, he is a playmaker in the red zone. He gets a lot of credit for those touchdown passes because – I feel like red zone passing is some of the hardest things you could do. Yes. You have to extend the play. You have to get out of the pocket. You have to throw it into tight windows. You have to anticipate openings. That's not easy to teach. And he has a really good feel for that. So I, I want to give him credit for that. 100% agree about the red zone. You have to. Yeah. Number one, everything is 10 times faster than it is even in a regular NFL game. You have to anticipate the openings. And then even if mm-hmm. you anticipate it, you got to throw it. Like you got to yeah. actually make the play. And Brock has generally protected the ball in those spots. Sometimes, you know, makes me a little yeah. nervous with the scrambling around because I, sometimes I think he should just kill the play, like let the play end and, you know, live to play again. But he yeah. hasn't really put the ball in harm's way too much. I'd like to see him makes run plays. a little more in the red. Yeah, zone. he had that one. He had that one rushing touchdown where he broke through the middle. Yeah. I, he's a little bit of a playmaker in the red zone. And that's I, honestly kind of kind of rare. There's not there's a lot of great quarterbacks who kind of stink it up in the red zone and, and take the, the field goal. What, what, the thing about Jimmy was he would be very good in the middle of the field. But once you got him inside the 20, he wasn't going to do much. And that's why I didn't like the McCaffrey trade. I mean, when they first got McCaffrey, they played against the Chiefs. They marched right down the field and kicked a field goal. And I'm like, boom, there is nothing McCaffrey can do to make Jimmy better. And then, then you got Brock, who actually is better than Jimmy. 
John says, hot take. They don't win a Super Bowl in San Francisco. Kyle will never be a head coach again. He's been a head coach too long. The league has seen enough. OC only. He needs to win here. Mm. I mean, he's been like the offense Mm. was really good last year, though. After they got McCaffrey, they were putting up 33 points a game with Mr. Irrelevant. Like the idea that he wouldn't Kyle would get a head coaching job in a second. If you were I mean, the league is still hiring his his assistants like his assistants is getting hired every year. But, you know, I mean, his reputation could change. Any any point, you know, you're cutting edge one year, you're you're not the next year. So we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But it doesn't feel like he's leaving this team anytime soon. I mean, they're pretty tied to him. They seem yeah, terrified to lose him. I would be terrified to lose him. Honestly, like I don't want anybody else <clears throat> except for maybe Andy Reid. Kyle's the only other guy I would want coaching this team. That's it. My, to be honest my thing with you. Kyle is like, if if you're going to fumble the quarterback position, at a certain point, I'm going to kind of tune out all of your strengths. And there's a lot of them. But I don't want to hear about your scheme and your defense and your weapons. and If you can't get the quarterback position at all, it's like, ugh. Maybe you are an OC, man. Maybe there needs to be people making decisions over your head. If you can't handle the quarterback position, like that is a problem. That supersedes the other good things that you do. That's totally fair. By the way, um, you mentioned kicking the field goals. Did you hear the other thing that Matt Mayoko said on KMBR? No. About about the kicker? Tell me. Okay. Oh, no. Listen to this. I actually have the audio. This is Matt okay. Mayoko on KMBR talking about the drafting of Jake Moody. I think, actually, okay. you'll see maybe a more aggressive offense because of it. Because Robbie Gold was you know, damn near automatic. Yep. And so, and so when the 49ers got within the, say, the 35-yard line, they would, they would take the points. You know, they would be like, well, you know, there's three points right there. Yeah, totally. We take it. Yep. And so I, I think, you know, this will be something where you'll see them going for it more and for it down just because of that reason. Like, you know what? It's a, uh, whatever, a 47, 46, 43-yard field goal. Maybe it's not quite as automatic as it was with Robbie Gold. So they might be a little bit more aggressive offensively because of that. Hold on. I love you, Maddie. So let me follow this logic. So the Niners intentionally mm-hmm. – Got a worse kicker so they could be more aggressive on fourth down. And that's why Jake Moody was a good pick because he's worse than Robbie Gold. And his lack of accuracy is going to compel the Niners to be more. That's the silver lining. Maddie, I love you, man. I hope that's not the case. (laughs) I really hope that's not the case. That was the same interview. Like, I don't know what happened, but. We needed a less accurate kicker because an accurate kicker really brings out the conservative nature in us. So we got a worse kicker. They and that'll make a, us better. They use a third round pick or fourth round pick, you know, late, really late third round pick to draft a kicker to then not use him on fourth down. And don't get me wrong. I've been screaming about Kyle kicking too much on fourth down anyway, but that was just really, they had too much life. confidence in their kicker. They needed less confidence in their <laughs> kicker. That's the oh, key to the Super Bowl. They, they trusted their kicker too much. What you need is less trust in your kicker. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be making fun of Maddie again. This is probably how the Niners feel. And uh, I think it's kind of silly. Like, let's let's step back for a second. A less accurate kicker is the key here. Sure. (laughs) Okay. As I said all this week, if it gets him to go for it on fourth down, great. It's worth the pick to me. I don't care because he needs. I agree with that. 
with what Maddie said, like be more. One of the things I like the most about the Eagles is how persistently they yes. go for it on fourth down because that allows them to treat third down like second down, which mm-hmm. is so big. You're always at a disadvantage on third down if if you're just going to pass. But if you're a run pass team on third down because you're committed to going for it on fourth down, the defenses they can't do those specialized fronts where you have a bunch of guys over here and it's all this blitz that they're showing. Like, no, you better not do that because we'll just run a counter or a trap and we'll get seven yards and and just sneak it on fourth and one. I mean, how I love that. So yeah, if Jake Moody is the catalyst for that on the 49ers, then God bless him and Matt Mayoko. And it seems really weird that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't see it that way. Like, wouldn't Kyle want another advantage offensively? Like, wouldn't you want more Helps your defense too. Yeah. Helps your defense too. Fewer possessions for the other team. Like I was saying the other day, the block punt against the Packers in the playoffs, right? Great, amazing play. The reason the not the Packers were backed up so far is because the Niners had gone for it on fourth down the right. previous possession. And even though they didn't get it, they were in great field position because of it. And it leads to a block punt and a touchdown. So I hope that Kyle sees the light there. You could argue that a, a big reason the Eagles didn't beat the Chiefs is that yes. they should have gone for it more on fourth yep. down. I think there was a long return and they kind of it's like they, that was who they were all year. And then in the pressure in the moments in the second. He kind of blinked and was like, "Okay, let's play regular football." Like, no, be you, yep. be he you. Absolutely so, puckered in the big moment. He did. Oh, he yeah. absolutely did. But to his to his credit, I think he showed the league this is how you need to play. And I th- maybe other teams this year will, will be trying to do that. You should be. So I'm, I'm, I feel like the Niners have been a little bit like a year behind the Eagles on certain trends. They're very similar with the things they want to do. I wouldn't be surprised. Now it does help to have a 220-pound quarterback who can power. And maybe Trey Lance could end up becoming a quarterback sneak god because the thing about nope. Jalen Hurts... Can't do it. Can't bring in Jalen Hurts in certain packages. The Niners veterans do not like that. I know, right? The thing about Jalen Hurts, he gets he has a ton of rushing touchdowns. I want to say 10 of them are just quarterback sneaks. Yeah. It's such a big part of their offense. So hopefully the Niners can do that too. Gammon Brown says Shanahan's passing game is simple. Also, I will live debate Niner Grandpa at Grant. Please allow me to be your Lance a lot. Get Peter Peters and Ngong. Oh, get Peters and Ngongwe. Who's Peters? Marcus Peters. Ooh, I like Marcus Peters. He's from Oakland. I don't like Marcus Peters as a player. Not I don't know anything about him as a person. <laughs> well, he doesn't tackle per se, and he's very he gambles a lot. Oh like yeah, he he takes a lot of red, and I feel like the Niners have a couple of safeties already on their team that are going to gamble a lot in Hufanga and Jair Brown. Also, I don't think they really want DBs who are just like matadors as tacklers. Sorry, Marcus. Right. Yeah, yeah. They they actually want guys that can step up and tackle. Uh, yeah. Raphael says, "Is Lance another Kaepernick? If not, what sets them apart? Like a lot sets them apart. A lot. First a lot of all, as people, apart. they're totally different. They're they're just different people. Like." Trey seems very much like toe the company line, you know, don't make any waves kind of guy. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick stopped the friggin' planet with a protest during the national anthem. Like that right away should tell you they're different people. Right. Also, Kaepernick was a f- like a four or five year starter in college. Yeah. He was like the prototypical pistol quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was he was very specific. He had a lot of experience doing something. He was very successful running the zone read. Like that's who like Trey Lance wasn't experienced like he didn't run the zone read he's kind of more of a projection and he wants to be a quarterback and a scrambler and I think it was tough trying to turn Colin into an NFL quarterback because he was such a successful college quarterback and when the Niners had success with him they kind of you know met him in the middle put him in 
the, the pistol and ran the zone read. Like right. the Niners trying to do that with Trey Lance, and I, I, I don't think that's helping him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like run the zone read. Like uh, he kind of sucks at it. It just in terms of just reading the guy, or maybe because he, he didn't do it. Needs, he needs more practice. At right. It. Like like let yeah. him play let him play quarterback. I think their whole mentalities are different as players. When Colin, Kaepernick, look, look at how much look at how hard Trey Lance works every off season with different coaches on his mechanics. Like Kaepernick was running sprints and working on his you know abs. No offense, like he was working <laughs> on his body, not his mechanics. Seriously. Yeah, when Colin Kaepernick graduated Nevada, he was the only quarterback and the first quarterback in NCAA history to have ten thousand passing yards and four thousand rushing yards. Dude, he had a ton of experience in college. Oh yeah, yes. That's not Trey Lance at all. No. Trey is the complete no, 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 opposite. No. He was like twenty. He was like a twenty-four-year-old rookie. I want to say, uh, Colin Kaepernick. I think he turned twenty-four during his rookie year. So they were different, and like he needed to change his mechanics, but they were so ingrained, and he was a little defensive about that. Yeah, he's, he was. you know, because like if you've had success for so long doing it one way, you're gonna always fall back on that. With Trey, like he only had success one year, so I, he can't really say like this is how I've always done it. Nah, man, you got to do it the right way, and I think he gets that, which is I. This is why I have more. Con- so I still have confidence in him. I'm still encouraged and hopeful because yeah. he, he does everything the right way. He hasn't shown me a big red flag where I'm like, you know what? I'm out. He just got hurt. Put so, in a tough situation. The only red flag that I have heard, and I want to preface this by saying that this is, I have, this is pure mm-hmm. rumor, nothing mm-hmm. else. But I have heard that Trey parties off the field. But I heard that last year. My heard that last year. That would be what 22, now 23-year-old who's rich doesn't party off the field. Right. So Debo does. I, that's my question is like, could that right. be an issue with the Niners? Do they not want their quarterback doing that? If he's in fact doing that, which I don't know that he is. I, I got some pictures DM to me last off season of him, like at certain parties in Mexico. But again, it, Debo was having the same experience. The only difference is Debo is an all pro. And if you're mm-hmm. trying to get, you're trying to be anointed the quarterback here, and the the locker room's already skeptical, and they look at you as not being 100% professional and serious about taking this job, it could work against you unless you ball out like Patrick Mahomes, and he hasn't yet. So you, you could nitpick whatever uh, with him, but I just feel like now you're not seeing that. Like, no one's, I'm not getting any DMs of him partying, and, and he was in Hawaii. Seemed like he had a pretty low-key time out there. It's a pretty family-friendly place to be, Hawaii. And then he came back, and now you see him working with this coach and that player. And I just feel like maybe he... I mean, he was young. He's from North Dakota or South Dakota. He came out Minnesota. He was in he was in California. Probably pretty exciting, and probably had his DMs flooded with, with women. It's probably pretty tough. And I think he realizes, look, like they're gonna throw me off this team. They're gonna push me out of this elite. Like I need to. It's serious now. And, and I for think the record, he probably has a different mindset. I see the people in the chat, and David Hasselhoff is one of them. Now we're saying Trey parties from what you heard. Talk about nitpicking again. I'm not. I literally just said everybody goes and parties and has a good time. I'm not criticizing him for that. The question I asked yeah, I'm not was, criticizing for it. would the 49ers have a problem with that? I don't think he's done anything wrong. In fact, if you go back well, and look, Trey himself said when he was hurt, I got back in the, in the locker room with the team. I asked Kyle to give me something to do to help Brock Purdy. And Kyle did. He gave him, I forget, it was like third downs or something. He was having him scout. And Brock himself said, the number one person that helped him was Trey Lance. It was the first guy he named. So I'm not criticizing Trey Lance. I'm not saying Trey is not being professional and doing all that stuff. I think that he is, but that's just something I heard. So I just wanted to ask if maybe the 49ers felt that way. Well, well think about it. Like this is their big project and they failed so far. They thought that they could take Trey Lance and that they could sort of 
fix his mechanics and make him a, a top-level starting quarterback. So when they do the autopsy of why this has failed, you know how the Niners are. They don't look inward. What did we do wrong? That's not how they think. So you, you start at the, at the result. It didn't work, or it hasn't worked yet. And you work backward, and they always blame the player. So what did he do wrong? Well, he partied, or he made it rain, or he did this, he did that. I mean, you can find whatever you want, right? If, 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 if you're if looking the, for something. If the result is it didn't work, and your assumption is it's Trey Lance's fault, then you can just pick anything he did that day. He ate a turkey sandwich. We told him to eat a ham sandwich. Are you kidding me? We specifically told him to eat ham, and he ate turkey. What? So you can do whatever you want. As soon as, soon as he, until he plays well, he'll get nitpicked to death. That's fair. Uh, Stovey 4 by 4 uh, says, problem is San Francisco doesn't develop quarterbacks. They want a finished product. That's correct. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yep. Whether and that's the thing. Like, If you build the team before you insert the quarterback, that it makes sense. Like, oh, let's not get a quarterback and then put him in a position to fail and where he just gets sacked a bunch and sucks. Yeah, but if you do it the opposite way and you get a young quarterback and he's not great right away, you could just throw Peyton Manning away, Trey, Troy Aikman away. Like all these really great quarterbacks who needed a little bit of time, Josh Allen, that's not the guy for you. And then now you're falling back on low ceiling backups. You know, you're looking for your Rich Gannon. Is that really what you want? Right. You have to be yeah. able to put up with something. It's either yeah. not having a good team around the quarterback and going through the struggles or going through the struggles with an inexperienced quarterback and a really good team. It's one or the other. Niners don't do seem it. willing to do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Please like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to Grant Cohn's YouTube channel. Although, let's be honest, he doesn't really need the help. We can all see the business is booming for Grant. Uh, no, Thank I'm you. just kidding. Um, rate, review, and know? follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Hey, between the two of us, one of us is unemployed. Just saying. Thanks, everybody. Fair. Have a good week.